life coaching and counseling if you're feeling blue and don't know what to do call anthony brown and he'll help you go to www.associateslifecoachingandcounseling.com or call 281-545-5003 speaking of truth it's also brought to you by anyone can travel if you planning on going to a destination this summer or, or anytime really uh, contact David Weefall at anyone can travel that's any the number one can travel at gmail.com or call him at 832-577-1735 so today on Speaking the Truth I will probably be sharing or be more commentary than I have in the past. There's a few things that I just have to get off my chest. Uh, and some examples uh, I would like to show you as well. One thing that irritates me, or one thing that's troublesome, is unsolicited advice, especially when the advice is coming from a place where it's judgmental and has no warrant behind it. At times, people try to impose their will on other people's will for no reason of all, I guess because they're a know-it-all. And some people think I'm a know-it-all, but I'm not a know-it-all. I don't impose my will on other will. I know a lot of things because with... Age comes life experiences and exposure and education, but I'm the first person to know what I don't know, to say what I don't know. But what I know, what I know, I know. But I don't impose my will on other people. And since uh, I received my master's in counseling, I've learned how to listen to people. But if you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an answer, if I know the answer. And if I don't know, I just don't know. So, there's a book I'm reading for for the second time for a class. It's actually a class that I've retaken for my doctorate program in. And it's a class, it's a, actually a class on uh, spirituality. The school I go to is this, that I'm getting my master's in counseling from, it's a master's in Christian counseling, it's a school of theology. So I'm taking a spirituality class. So a lot of times when you read books of spirituality, spirituality, it has a lot of philosophical things to talk about, so uh, 
there's been some, it, it's, this is kind of like a reawakening. Uh, I'm retaking this class because I got a B minus in the class and I need to bring my GP, GPA up. So this time I'm going to retake it to try to get a BLA. And I learned the hard way that my classmates who are making good grades, they actually have people edited in their papers. So um, this is what we're going to be doing from now on, doing papers early and having someone to edit them. So there's a book called Invitation to Journey, a roadmap for spiritual Formation is um, written by uh, the author M. Robert Mulholland Jr. Now, everything about Mulholland I don't like because, but at the same time, there's some good parts in this particular book. And in this book, and this is what made me think about the topic along with some other things, uh, it goes on and talks about something in the Bible dance Bible this starts out being Bible based but it switched to something that's very very um practical. So I'm not reading this to to uh for it really to be like a a Bible lesson but it isn't but I'm gonna give reference to it to put it in everything in perspective. He, he goes on in this particular part, and says uh, some of the behaviors dealt with at the stage, and this is stage of purgation, which is part of uh, uh, the class, part of other the Christian pilgrimage. So, it's, but it's, this particular time, some of the behaviors dealt with at this stage, however, may not be inherently bad. They may even be biblically accepted, but not from my own pilgrimage. Paul recognizes this reality in the issue of eating meat. One person's faith allows him to eat everything, but another person eats only vegetables. And it gives reference to Romans 4th chapter, 2nd verse. Paul says, quote, the one who eats everything must not look down on the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything but not condemn the one who does. Yet Paul tells the Corinthians, if that, if what I eat causes my brothers or sisters to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again. So I will not cause them to fall. To fall. And that's a reference, First uh, Corinthians eight chapter thirteen verse. So, just reading that reminds me of a friend of mine, or not just one friend of mine. It's several people I know who have become vegetarians or who have become vegans, and they've been eating meat all their lives. They've been eating pork. They've been eating probably chitterlings and and steak and rolls. This has been eating what they probably consider now dirty all their lives and enjoying it. So, and then all of a sudden, they have some type of enlightenment to become vegan or vegetarian. Uh, a, a lot of times, people watch this a video called What's the Health? And it changes their mind about eating meat. And I haven't seen it yet, but for my cholesterol, I'm not vegan. I'm not at that point to want to be vegan or vegetarian, but um, at some point, well, what I'm doing now is that I try to have maybe one or two days a week, and I might increase to two or three days a week of having a vegetarian diet, but it's for health reasons, it's so my cholesterol can be lowered. And so far, it's worked. 
But you have these people that I know that have, that have been enlightened to change their eating lifestyle, and then they try to portray their own own a new lifestyle, and they're really young in this lifestyle of eating on others and saying, you know, you're eating that meat and you're eating dirty and I'm off meat and looking down on us who eat meat. So that's what made that, that particular part reminded me of that, and I think it's pretty funny. But anyway, um, back to what I was really talking about. So the author goes on and says... Um, pilgrimage of another person. It is such areas that we are tempted to rationalize our behavior and provide ourselves with good excuse for doing so. So, in other words, what's good for the goose may not be good for the gander. We must not put our own ways of doing things And look at our own ways of doing things and then looking at other people's lives and their ways of doing things and be judgmental and promote our ways of doing things onto the other person's ways of doing things. Because everyone has their own journey in life. So if you try to put your journey or your your the way your journey on another person's journey, you could hinder them from being the best they can be. Because what's good for you and works for you may not be good to the other person or for the other person. And when it comes to people, morals are more ways. And the way they go by doing it. And Christians are really bad about this. And where when it comes to more and more ways and what's moral to us, may, not, may be, or what we find immoral, it may not be immoral to another person. And, and that's kind of hard to, to see and kind of hard to, to deal with, to understand. So we try to put our, our opinions and our morals and mores on other people. And when you look at it, this is how colonial. This is what colonialism was all about. This is what Christians did when they went to Africa and took over Africa to try to um, try to heal the heathens and bring them to Christ when they had their own ways of worshiping, when they had their own religion, when they a lot of what was Islamic. And try to re-Christianize the people. And there's nothing, and I'm a Christian, and I'm a practicing Christian, but for my studies, I know that Christians have to stop limiting God and thinking that their way is the only way when God has many ways of expressing himself. So to so I, I'm very interfaith with my thinking. I'm a type of person where I'm, even though I practice one faith, I'm fascinated by other ways of uh, 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 other religious practices. I'm, I'm fascinated by Islam, which is very peaceful, even probably more peaceful than Christianity. And I'm not talking about the um, the part of Islam where where it's 
very dark and evil and 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 there's murderers because they have Christians that are the same way. So I'm not talking about the real far-fetched type. But what I'm saying is that we have to stop putting our ways on other people or interfering other people's lives. For example, there's someone that I know that has to be validated. And it's very difficult for me to be friends with people who constantly have to be validated because because I'm a counselor and I have a small practice and I do that in a professional way in terms of terms of helping people to process and help people feel whole and helping people with with that's depressed or with low self-esteem, helping them to feel like a whole person. So in my personal life, I want friends that are happy, or, or not to say they, they, they don't have to have problems, but I don't want to have to pour into people in my personal life. So there's a particular person that I know, and it's not the only person I've run into that way, that has to have this constant validation. And it's very difficult to have to have that comfort validation, to have to constantly call on a daily basis and constantly feed into them positive things when it's not my responsibility or anyone's responsibility for them to be happy. It's our responsibility. It's each and every one of us individual responsibility for us to be happy. It's no one else's responsibility, and I'm guilty when I was suffering from depression, I'm guilty of trying to make it someone else's responsibility to make me happy. Trying to look for the person, person to date. Because if I find this perfect relationship, it was it will make me happy. And that person had a responsibility of feeding all this, feeding this mold to make me happy. So when they fell off this pedestal I put them on, it was devastating. And the same person has the gall to try to give unsolicited advice to me about my romantic relationship. As if I lived all this life, I have no life lessons and and I'm ending my I'm ending my forties, about to enter to my fifties, and I know that's hard to believe because I, I look like I'm thirty. I look really well for my age, and I act very well, and I try to dress how I look, you know, the age that I look. And and but I'm a man of a certain age, and I have some life experiences, and I have some wisdom, and it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. And yes, I I guess I'm a remission from depression, and I've conquered. Uh, depression and I conquer grief because let me tell you, in the last four years, I have lost maybe six people that are close to me. Some of my relatives, some of my friends, some of them are still walking on this earth probably. That I've, I had to deal with a lot of grief in the last four years and I dealt it with it and I overcome it. And it doesn't mean life is perfect, but I've dealt with it. You know, none of our lives will never be perfect. I've dealt with it. So 
for someone to give me unsolicited advice to try to to tell me how to maneuver through relationships, I find very funny, and I find and they find it kind of insulting. We have to stop pushing our unsolicited norms, unsolicited advice rather on other people, and allow people to have their own journey. And, and it doesn't mean if you're going to see someone walk into some traffic and get hit by a car, literally or figuratively, that you allow that to happen. However, if a person's going about their life, you should be very careful about putting your judgmental thoughts onto the other person. I am currently in a long-distance relationship. And I had a, a friend, a so-called friend, who he is fond of who I'm dating. They have a mutual friend, don't know this person, but your my so-called friend is text was first of all trying to entertain when there that was my company attempted to do that and then now on a daily basis text and send messages on a daily basis and the relationship has gotten serious and it's taken everything within me not to say anything and not to give a piece of my mind. Because sometimes people see what you have and what what you I don't really understand it myself and I'm not gonna even try to assume what's going on with that. But you allow me to have my journey. You find your own journey and allow me to have my journey and don't be jealous or whatever that is and, and try to have these these um, agendas because it's nothing about that agenda. It's nothing about that agenda that's right. You know, and that's how people get their behind spanked. But I'm not a violent person, but... <laughs> It may be a tongue lashing, but that's neither here nor there. That's an example. I'll tell you, I'm, I, this is about me being very editorial this week. It's about me getting stuff off my chest. Um, and hopefully at the end of this rant, I'm going to have a positive turnaround because I'm all about being positive as well. Um, so um, another example of people uh, judging and getting getting into someone else's uh, business. There's a story about um, a graduate who caught three buses to, to school every day. And to get their education, this person graduated from high school. And this person even caught, from my understanding, caught three buses to the graduation ceremony. 
And Ricky Smiley, the comedian, the radio host in the Birmingham, Atlanta area, and some other people, I uh, believe it was uh, it was a singer. I can't think of his name right now. But it was the brat that's on the show with him who's a rapper, but she's a, a radio personality on the show. And I think it's Tank, if I'm not mistaken. They decided to put their monies together and to uh, buy a car for this young man. And people found it upon themselves to put some negative things on his timeline that, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Why would you buy a car for this young man? There's many people who have, uh, who have, uh, have had to ride the bus to school. But one thing that we need to do, we should do, is celebrate people for their accomplishments. And that's how he chose to celebrate the person for their accomplishments. That's that's how that's what he should have done. But at the same time, people didn't even know the whole story. This was the first vehicle that his family ever had that they were so poor that anyone in his family has ever had. And then they did other things for his family because his family is very poor and his family needed food and things of that nature. So we don't even know the whole story. But people, and the people find it so easy on social media to sit behind their darn keyboards and to type up their unsolicited opinion and judge other people and tell people how they should spend their own hard more money. There's that, there's that man's money, that was the Brad's money, and that was uh, the other individual tank, I believe it was tank money. Uh, there was his their money to spend how they chose to. So how how are people going to tell people how to spend their own money? So um, I wanted to um, to play Ricky Smiley's comments that he had about this and how he felt about this. And however, I hope you share it. You know what up, Ryan Jones? Everybody. All right, so here's the deal. I was on um, some different uh, uh, websites yesterday, uh, last night um, before I fell asleep. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy because I got a lot of negative feedback yesterday. Uh, a lot of. Can y'all see my face? Face look dark. I got a lot of negative feedback yesterday uh, for what we did, uh, for what we did for the young man. And, oh, okay. I see. Yeah, it's just dark. Um, it was praying for the folks and, and had positive thoughts. Uh, thank you for that. Um, but I, I just, I just wanted to say. You would not believe the backlash that we got for helping that young man uh, yesterday. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Um, don't nobody hate black folks like black folks. You think, you think white nationalism is real. It's black nationalism against our own race. And for anybody that even if what I did and what we did was not perfect, for anybody to be against that or have something negative to say, 
about us uplifting a young black man that 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 uh, was just determined to get his high school diploma, and uh, it only confirms, you know, some of the stuff that I didn't that I've been talking about, you know, over the years. Uh, it confirms that, uh, you know, uh, you can't be blessed unless you learn how to be happy for somebody else. I mean, I saw comments where people were like, uh, well, I rode the bus the bus to school every day, and I didn't, you know, whatever. It's a lot of things that I did. And I saw a lot of people get blessed, and I got looked over on a lot of things, but I didn't get mad. You know, uh, I was actually happy for the people that actually got blessed because it showed me that God is still in the blessing business, and what he do for them, he will also do for you. And it was his time to be blessed. It was his day to be blessed. And my thing is like, what you mad about? You know, first I had some people saying, well, I caught the school bus uh, every day. That dude caught three buses to school. He had to ride, he had to walk to the bus stop. And I'm not talking about the yellow cheese wagon. I ain't talking about the school bus that dropped you off at the, the city transit. And Tarrant, uh, and, and then catch, if I'm not mistaken, three buses, that bus to another stop and then change buses and go to another stop and then change buses again uh, to get to high school. And did it every day. And then graduated. And when I saw it, and, and, and then people are like, well, why didn't his mama take him to his graduation? First of all, you don't know somebody's story. Sometimes you ask questions and, and think stuff, and sometimes if you had common sense, for any kid to be riding the city transit to their high school graduation, if you had common sense, and if you weren't stupid, that would have let you know right there that, hey, you know, ain't nobody riding no city transit to no high school graduation. So apparently there are some issues at home that he have to ride the bus to his high school graduation because everybody show up for high school graduation. If they don't show up no other time, they come to their graduation. How do you know that his mother didn't have to work? How do you know, how do you know what their living situation is? Because we, we know what the living situation is. But while you sitting on your ass thumbing on your phone assuming stuff and can't be happy for somebody else. You don't know. And, and, and it don't even matter. I don't give a damn if his, mother, if his mother was on crack and was, on, was strung out on drugs. It does not matter. It was something that I put together. It was a decision that, an executive decision that I made to get that young man a car. Because I promise you this, and this is just personal. This ain't for y'all. This is just personal. I'm just going to throw this out there. I bought some Negroes, some cars that I wish I hadn't. I really spent some resources and invested in some, into some kids' life. I wish I could go and take all them damn cars back. You understand? But, but I, this time I got it right. This time I gave it to a kid that didn't feel entitled and that was more deserving. You understand? And it's just, it's just a shame. And, you know, some, some of the backlash and, and comparing yourself to his situation or whatever, man, if you have a positive attitude about stuff, man, your blessing gonna come. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being great. Cheer on somebody else to be blessed. You know, I, we give a car away every single year at the Magic City Classic, uh, Ricky Smiley Morning Show, live broadcast at the Civic Center. We give a car away. And we go, and the hardest thing about that is not giving a car away. It's trying to find, figure out which family deserves the car. We've done it every year. Every year. You know, 
every week we sending money over to the Salvation Army, feeding the homeless and doing stuff and doing stuff that we supposed to do in the community. You wonder why I'm blessed? You wonder, it ain't just my talent, it's, it's my attitude. See, your attitude bad, that's why you won't be blessed. Because if you was negative about all of this stuff and that kid getting in the car and you had anything negative to say about it, that is just a glimpse of your attitude because your attitude determines your altitude. You understand what I'm saying? And one thing about it, God sit high and he look low or whatever. He see you sitting over there being jealous. He saw you when you sat up there and, and, and put your thumbprints in your phone and tweeted out and Instagrammed out and said negative, nasty stuff. I was up, I was reading uh, when D.L. Hughley posted it on his Instagram and I was reading some of the comments, man. It, I'm, I'm, I, I was actually shocked because that's not even a situation where somebody can have a difference of opinion because it's not an opinion. It was something that really needed to be done. That kid deserved that car. For every, you know, and, 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 and for everybody that's riding the bus right now, and for everybody that's, um, you know, uh, um, that, that, that have to struggle to get where they are, that was, that, that was a lesson for everybody. That was a lesson that that dude, that dude was flying low-key under the radar, trying to get to school every day to get his education, and that let you know right there, God was watching, and God worked through some other people to make sure he get what he needed. And first of all, that is that is their family's first car. Their family's first car. Mother didn't even have a car. She catching the bus to get where she was going. We had to send a car to pick that family up to bring them to the radio station. So what you mad about? What you got to say about that? What, uh, what did you donate? Not only did we give them a car, uh, uh, we gave them two gas cars. Tyrese sending some money over here to make sure that some bills get paid and some and some some school clothes and some shoes, some socks, some underwear, uh, a Walmart card, uh, an ATM card for haircuts and toothpaste and toothbrush. What did you donate? Why are you sitting up here with your thumbs in the phone with all these different opinions? What did you give? Cause see, that ain't that ain't the first car I bought. I promise you, I bought thirty to forty cars my whole career. Thirty to forty cars. Sometimes I go and do a show for somebody and say, don't pay me, go buy a used car, we're going to bless a family. I don't be trying to hustle churches and different people and nickel and dime and people try to get some money. God good. God, God is real good. You understand? Your attitude, man. I'm, 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 I'm broke right now because everything I done got, I done gave it away. But God take care of me. You best believe that. Because when you, when you, just like my pastor said, man, when you bless people and you constantly bless people and you constantly bless people and you constantly bless people, I promise you God going to let you keep a little something. He going to give you a little something. He going to look out for you. He going to make sure that you always have what you need. And I heard my grandmama say that. And I'm not, and don't worry about it, y'all. I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged. I'm going to help people. Tonight. When I take my last breath, I, I ask God for one thing. When I take my last breath, when I get ready to leave this earth, I just hope God to just give me enough strength to let me lift up my hand to give one more time before I take my last breath and leave this earth. Because I'm here to give and I'm here to serve. I ain't here for no other reason. I'm about to get on that uh, plane. I'm about to go to Houston, Texas, do the show with Martin Lawrence tonight to make some more money where I can give. And I promise you, that money probably already allocated to some stuff. So keep doing what you're doing. 
pray for that young man. If you want to help him, you know his Facebook page, y'all. Everybody know how to find him. Don't do it through me, because I'm not his manager. I did what I do, and I got to go on to the next person in the next situation. I can't get tied up in the people inboxing. Don't go in my inbox for no reason. If you want to help him and bless them, you know, do it through your church, your pastor, or uh, the Tarrant Board of Education, or find him like we did. I, I, I can't be the... Uh, uh, and, and Pastor Walter Solomon on here, he know what it is. He know what time it is. We send money to Africa every year when he go. When he go. So, man, we go see the sick. We go, we feed the homeless. We go and see people that's on hospice. I can't even tell you how many fans that I had on hospice that passed away that I walked and sat in them and spent the evening with them in their living room before they died. You know, all I do is give, but, ain't, but, but, but what you ain't going to do, you ain't going to judge me on how I gave or I didn't give to, to meet to, to your standards. Because, see, I'm not here serving you. You don't make the sun come up. You don't make it go down. And you don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. You understand? God take care of me. And that's why I'm going to do what I got to do. And I'm going to go to Texas. And I'm going to go out here and make this money. And I'm going to come right back and take some of it down to the Salvation Army to make sure some homeless people eat. You know what I'm going to do on August 10th on my birthday? What I do every birthday? While everybody got an opinion. How many birthdays have you spent at the Salvation Army? I go to the Salvation Army every birthday. I buy a big birthday cake and say, Happy birthday, Ricky Smiley. And I cut it up and feed it to the homeless. Uh, uh, that's, that's they deserve it. And I have my spend every birthday with the homeless. See, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is the extra. See? So I, I, I promise you, we out here doing this work, man, and we've been doing it for a long time. I gave when I didn't have to give. I gave when I had nothing. I gave my time. I gave my love. I gave my service. But now God saw that and said, hey, you know what? I see what you're doing with the little bit you have. I'm going to give you a lot, and I'm going to see what you're going to do with that. And I'm going to keep serving God and keep blessing people until I can, until God take breath out of my body. So share this video and send this out to everybody in Birmingham or wherever they are that has something to say about that young man blessing. Say what you want to say. I don't care. You don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. You don't make the sun go up. You don't make the sun go down. You don't wake me up every morning. And, hey, don't be a fan no more. How about that? Keep your money. Don't even come support my show if you got that kind of attitude and that kind of thinking. You see me out in Walmart. see me at Lowe's. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. You understand? I don't just wear this. See, I live it. I'm well, I'm, I don't wear this. I live it. I don't care what nobody got to say. So we make it happen. You understand? We ain't finna cuss nobody out. We smiling. Cause one thing about it, that boy got a car. That boy gonna be riding down to Jacksonville State University. Nice. Soon as he get his driver's license. We got him somebody to help him teach, train him how to drive. Help him get his driver's license. And it's what it is. That's what it is. And now you go and bless somebody the way you want to bless them. But don't ever dictate to me how I should bless somebody and get into too many details. And too many details get you distracted. And then you end up not doing what God put on your heart to do. And then uh, you got to pay for that. So, yeah. Yeah, he finna go to college. Dude say he's going to be a, a, com, a com, I think, computer, a computer science or something like that. So, uh, uh, we, we, we going to... Hey, Pastor Solomon said his church is going to take care of snacks. And as a matter of fact, we're going to send him to your church on Sunday since he's down there because your church is in Anderson. But I'm telling y'all, you're right. 
uh, Patrice Jackson. Favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. Tell you, man. So we got to help people, man. The Bible said if you be faithful over just a few things, I'll make you rule over many. We got to help people, man. This thing ain't about us. You know, I helped an old man, man, with one leg, struggling, an old white man struggling to get in his car uh, at Lowe's this morning. And I walked up to him. I said, you straight? And he kind of gave me that look. And I went and grabbed him and was chest to chest and put my arms up under his arms and lifted that man up and helped that man get in his car this morning. These little things that I do on a daily. I don't walk around with no celebrity status and no celebrity nothing. I don't care nothing about none of that. None of that stuff ain't about nothing. It does not define me being a celebrity and a comedian and all that kind of stuff. What defines me is who I am off the stage. And that's what it is. So, hey, share this video. Let everybody know what it is. And uh, get out here and start blessing people and start uplifting these kids. Because I hope somebody got some encouragement out of it to keep doing what they're doing. Because God going to bless them too. Might not be through me, but I promise you, God going to take care of you. And there it is, y'all. I hope y'all have a blessed day. I'm about to get on down here to H-Town. I'm going to wear me a Houston Rockets jersey on stage tonight. I hope that brings some good luck where they could be going to stay because I'm tired of them. But I would like to see Houston and the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, in the uh, finals. All right, y'all, man. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. And thank y'all for your positive comments. Share this video. Share this video. I think that'll that'll put it all to rest. You know, I did what I did, and I said what I said, and I have absolutely no regrets. So I'm going to go down here to Houston and make some money so I can buy another car for somebody else. And y'all be blessed, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, uh, Keep being positive. Keep making some positive things happen. Keep blessing other people, man. You're here to bless other people. You're blessed to be a blessing. It ain't about you. You are blessed to bless other people, man. And I promise you, while you blessing somebody, God working out all your little issues you got going on back here and all your little stuff, and you give it like that. Well, dang, how did all that get worked out? It got worked out because you're too busy over here distracted, blessing folks and helping folks. That's why God done worked all this other stuff and all these other distractions out for you. Man, when you get depressed and when you get sad, Boy, go down to the Salvation Army and serve. They'll let you put on the apron. Go during lunchtime. Go at 1030. They'll let you serve. Because when you look at the people, when you look at those people's faces that's trying to get a Winnie, some bread, some sauerkraut, and some, a handful of potato chips, a little salad, and a chocolate milk, you'll forget about all your problems. If you really, if you really want to think you got some problems, go walk up through that ICU like I did last night. And I'm sitting up here, I ran into a friend that's laying in the bed with congestive heart failure. And he can't even have a surgery to get an airbag or to get another heart because he got issues with his kidney. People laying up in, in, in intensive care facing death. Man, you ought to see me up. I'm happy this morning. I thank God for his grace. I thank God for his mercy. I thank him for everything. I might not be where I want to be, but I thank God I ain't where I used to be. And I thank him that I'm not laying up in that hospital last night. But because, boy, I got some reality and some gratitude real quick last night. I was so depressed when I saw that last night. I laid down and went to sleep, man. It's like, Lord, just thank you for keeping me. Don't thank God for nothing else. Thank God for keeping me. I, I thank God for my mind. I thank God that I ain't so caught up into this celebrity stuff in this house and all this kind of stuff. And, and out of that, I thank God for letting me be the person that I am and just keeping me. 
I praise God the same way I praise God when I didn't have nothing. No money in the bank, living in the projects. Ain't nothing changed. My heart didn't change. So, hey, keep being great. Thank y'all for watching. Share this video. And I hope this video bless you. And I hope it got you thinking positive. This ain't no no curse out video, but 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 this video um kind of get people together with their little comments or whatever. But Hey, share this video, make it happen. All right, love y'all. Uh, everybody that's in Houston, uh, I'll be the third comedian to go on stage. The fourth, I think. One, two, three. Yeah, I'll be the fourth comedian to go on stage tonight. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Let me hit my, my, my line brother, Joe, that live in Houston, so I can kick it with him tonight. Uh, he texts me, I'm going to hit him back. Hey, I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. Peace. So I live in Houston also, and I really hate that I miss uh, Ricky show. I didn't even know he was going to be in town because he posted that on his Facebook page on Saturday. And uh, I guess I just realized he's a Leo like I'm a Leo. And so if you're a believer, which I'm not really convinced, that people on a certain signs have certain personality traits, if that's true, I can see myself and some things that he said. Um, when you put positive energy into the environment, you get positive back. When you put negative energy into the environment, you get negative back. I'm a true believer in that. I'm a true believer in karma. Um, I'm a true believer in that. I've seen it over and over and over again. It's something about putting positive energy. I'm a person that I don't have a whole lot of money. I'm able to pay my bills. I'm able to minimally save, not as much as I would like to. And But one thing that I do, I work 40 hours a week, sometimes a little more. Um, but 20%, half, 20 hours a week, of my week, I'm doing something on a voluntary basis, something to improve someone else's life. Even when I'm doing my counseling part-time, and I don't know quite do it that 20 hours a week, but even when I do my counseling part-time, my rates are so affordable. I don't accept insurance, but my rates are so affordable, it allows the average person to afford it. Even when I know, when I have some clients that are wealthy, and could, could afford regular rates, but I still charge them the same rates. Because to me, it's not about making money off of, it's about perfecting my counseling skills and helping someone to be whole in life. It's like a ministry. And that's what works for me. It may not work for other people. And I'm not even the type of person they even try to put my religious values or my religious thinking on someone else. I even care about the way I say things because I don't want to impose my values and my beliefs on other people because everyone's belief system has value or the lack of thereof. That has value. And that's their journey. And that's and so I guess the way I try to, and I probably do a little too much, the decisions I make. The way I operate, and I have changed a little bit, but, but generally the way I operate all of my life, I consider 
how it affects people around me. And as I get older, I, I do become a little bit more selfish. But one thing that I have changed is that a person opinion about me is none of my business. I I grew up being I grew up being a United Methodist minister son. And just as rewarding that was, at the same time, it was scarring. Because the way that we were raised, me and my siblings, uh, it was four of us, is that you don't do anything to embarrass a family name. Everything you do, you have to consider the family name because of the family, because it represented, it was a reflection on my dad and his ministry, and we had to carry ourselves in such a way. And growing up that way and being in the limelight, it's almost like being a celebrity, so my dad wasn't a celebrity, but he was, I guess, known in the Methodist church during his, his time. It puts a scar and effect on you. So you grow up in life worrying about whatever people, try to please people, especially being a middle child like I was, worrying about the things you do, the way you wear your hair, the way you dress, even down to the pool you're going to love, how that's going to affect other people. And as I get older, I don't, I'm, I'm morphing to this person where it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because number one, they don't sign my paycheck. Number two, people are not paying my bills. But I still try to be the person that I don't offend others. But sometimes, damn it, you gotta offend somebody. Damn, you're gonna offend somebody. So if that happens, it happens. But I really try not to impose, uh, pose, pose uh, on other people's journey. Um, the things that we have to, we should be worried about. And we should put energy into is energy is is what is happening to American society that's going to affect the poor. How how money's been taken away from education. How in my own home state, they say that Texas is going to turn to a, a blue state, blue meaning Democrat, red being Republican or, or liberal over conservative. How we really are purple state with a mixture of two. We're a state that don't vote. We're a state that don't vote, and people, I don't know if it's because people are just trying to make it, or people just don't care, but there's a evil ideology that doesn't care about the working class people that's even taking money from public education. And we have a responsibility to get involved in politics, because politics is all about dividing taxpayers' money. And and so either it's going to benefit the rich or it's going to benefit the less fortunate. And as working class people, and there have been more working class taxpayer people, we need to make sure that it benefits the less fortunate and not make the richer richer. And that's happened federally, and that's happened locally, and we have been so hands-off, we allow an idiot to be in the White House, be in the Oval Office, and make policies and try to erase everything that the previous president did because he was an African-American man? Really? 
use cold words, which causes hatred to the hatred that society, that the, the society is really, the, 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 the racist people are really, or the nationalists, what they call them now, are really expressing to promote cold slogans like make America great again, which really means make America white again, to make white supremacists run. And the, the, the violence that's perpetuating and the police brutality is perpetuating more. So this has really probably already been there, but because of camera phones, it's being exposed. It's like television exposed. Uh, Jim Crow laws and racism in the 1960s when television became popular. So we have to stop imposing our own value system and our own norms and our own own ideals on other people, especially when it's unsolicited. There's another story that's gone viral of a young mechanic. And on his lunch break, he went to a dealership to, um, to apply for a job. Well, coincidentally, his uh, manager was there at this uh, particular dealership, and uh, his manager uh, saw him applying for the job, got offended, went off of him and opened at this dealership, and uh, and uh, and and was telling the whole store, everyone there, you applying for this job. And you don't work there, and you're lazy, and you're this and that, and you're this and that. And then the, the woman that was recording it was just was uh, saying negative things to him about uh, going off of him like that. And um, and that was very inappropriate. That was an example of someone trying to impose on someone else's journey. And you, I don't know what state it is, this is, but in Texas, I know it's a right to work state, which means it's a right to fire easily. So if it's a right to fire easily, you had a right to quit when you wanted to quit and switch jobs when you wanted to switch jobs as well. Um, so if this young man, if he was such a sorry worker, you let that person go on to where he's going to and be and let it be someone else's problem. But apparently, if he was that abusive in public to him, apparently he was that abusive as a manager where he was working. There was a reason why the young man wanted to find a job. So what it appeared just from looking at the video is that they went and it took to, they took him to interview him anyway. And this man probably got a got another job because they felt that it was just so ludicrous. And for A black man to hold another black man down because it was two black African American men. It's just crazy. We we have so many forces against us being in the United States. We should always uplift one another and always be a support to one another because sometimes it feels like you're a a, a stepchild in your own country. That there's so many things saying that you 
really don't fit here or you're really not welcome in your own country. And then if you decide to move back to Mother Africa, first of all, you don't know what, it's a different culture. You don't know what country you even belong in. And then they don't really consider you a, a real African. So, uh, but at the same time, we I know I need to change my mindset and we need to, a lot of us need to change our mindset because this country belongs to us more so we have a right to feel that this is our country more than anybody else because our ancestors built this country for free. But anyway, I'm going off the to- uh, off the topic. I, I want to kind of let you hear how crazy this man was at this dealership, at this dealership, and 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 I know you're not you can't see the video, but you can just kind of imagine how embarrassing that was. What education is? Oh no, you get back, you fired, bro. You get back, what? you're done. Really? You're you gonna fire me? You're done. You're Again, I'm not in here. Anybody in here? Not in here. You don't want to hire this guy. You not don't want to hire him. He is lazy. He don't work. He worked for me down here. So you really gonna come in here and bust hey, him out like that? Mind your business. No, why would you come in here and embarrass him like that, though? He don't work for you. Mind your business. It don't matter. Why would you come in here and embarrass him like that? Take the application and put it back. He's lazy. He don't deserve a job. When you get back, you're fired. You're fired. Matter of fact, don't even come back to work. You're fired. You can check up on Friday. You're done. You ain't shit. So there it goes. In the middle of a dealership. And they told him, man, come on, come on, come on, come, come fill out the application. Come on in the back and do it. And I hope they, I really hope they hired that gentleman. This, this young man, he's lucky, he's in his early 20s. And the other guy, he had to be his mid to late, mid 30s to late 40s. It's, I don't know. We have to, or maybe this is opposing my own ideals and others, but we must never let our behavior become a hindrance to the pilgrimage of our sister or brothers. It is in such areas that we are tempted to rationalize our behavior and provide ourselves with good excuse for doing evil or avoiding good, especially in a cultural or moral relativism. So I realize this whole episode has pretty much been my commentary. And the next few episodes, I'm thinking the next three episodes are going to be interviews. I have a couple interviews set up this week, but uh, I just needed to get some stuff off my get some stuff off my chest. And um, on this Memorial Day, and just want to leave with you. The behavior that is destructive to one person's growth may be acceptable for another, but we must never let our behavior become a hindrance to the pilgrimage of another. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, I have positive thoughts, positive energy, prayers out to people of Baltimore, Maryland, and to the people of the Big Island, Hawaii, Peace and blessings to you. Have a good Memorial Day, a good week. Until you hear from my podcast again, this is season two, episode two of season two 
of Speaking the Truth with Anthony Brown. Have a good one. Let's go, Houston Rockets. If you listen to this podcast on Apple iTunes, please don't forget to subscribe and comment so that other people can find the show. Uh, the same on Google Play. And you can find this podcast on just about anywhere you uh, find podcasts on Stitcher, on CastBox, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Spotify, TuneIn, Deezer, and just about anywhere you can, you can find a podcast. Also, currently, we're also sharing this podcast on Blog Talk Radio. If you would like to subscribe to this program, this listener support program, please contact us on Patreon. The link is listed in the comment section. Also, if you need anything in terms of life coaching and we live outside of the state of Texas, contact me on Instagram and I'll be happy to assist you. Paris did apply. If you have comments about the show or would like me to speak on a topic or have a question, please email me at Anthony at speakingthetruth.ab at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this program. This is